The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, June 21st. In today's news, President Trump calls for merging the labor and education departments. He also quietly overturns an executive order designed to prevent oil spills. And Mike Bloomberg is putting up 80 million bucks to help Democrats win the House. But first, the big idea. Trump has lost the battle on family separations, but he's not surrendering his war on undocumented immigrants. The president sought yesterday to stanch a public outcry over his administration's zero-tolerance immigration policy. He signed an executive order to end family separations at the U.S.-Mexico border. Trump's abrupt reversal, which came after days of insisting he was legally unable to act, signaled a political retreat. But read the fine print, and it remains highly uncertain whether the president's hastily drafted order to keep families together in federal custody while awaiting prosecution for illegal border crossings will withstand potential legal challenges. And senior administration officials say the order does not stipulate that the more than 2,300 children who have already been taken from their parents will be immediately reunited with them. Trump implored Congress to provide a legislative solution as the House prepared to vote Thursday on a pair of Republican immigration bills. But right now, there's skepticism either can pass. Yet in a bid to up the pressure, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen warned lawmakers during a private briefing on Capitol Hill that the family separations could soon resume if they fail to act. The outcome also has failed to quell the political fight, as immigration rights groups argue that the executive order appears to simply be an effort by the president to incarcerate families together indefinitely. Trump insisted as he signed the order that his policy going forward is actually going to be tougher than it's been up until now. And the Border Patrol said last night that agents will continue what they call the zero tolerance approach of arresting and detaining everyone captured at the border. And the Department of Justice has even asked the Department of Defense for help in processing the surge in immigration cases. The Pentagon has agreed to deploy active duty U.S. military lawyers, JAGs, to the border in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico to serve as special assistant U.S. attorneys. While all eyes have understandably been on the southern border, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has been stepping up raids this week to try and deport people who are already in the country. 146 workers were arrested Tuesday at a rural Ohio meatpacking plant, for example. And Trump advisors say they're going to start doing a lot more. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Trump administration today will propose an overhaul of the federal government that would include merging the labor and education departments. This is the result of a directive Mick Mulvaney, the head of the Office of Management and Budget, issued over a year ago. The plan to consolidate the two departments would allow the Trump administration to focus its efforts to train students in vocational skills in one place. But Republicans have long expressed an interest in eliminating the education department since its creation by President Jimmy Carter in 1980. Both Trump and Secretary Betsy DeVos are on record being pretty supportive of this idea. The proposal that's coming today is also expected to include major plans to reshape how government provides benefits to lower-income Americans. But all these changes would need to be approved by Congress. 
So their success looks like a long shot. Number two, Trump quietly overturned an executive order yesterday that was signed by Barack Obama to protect the oceans in the wake of the Deepwater Horizon disaster. That offshore explosion in 2010, which killed a dozen workers and spilled 210 million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, was mentioned in the second sentence of Obama's order. But Trump's order does not acknowledge that. In the second sentence of what he issued yesterday, he emphasizes the importance of being able to drill for oil off the coast. Meanwhile, the Senate unexpectedly rejected a plan to cut billions of dollars from the omnibus spending bill Trump signed earlier this year. And the decisive vote came from Senator Richard Burr, a Republican from North Carolina who has not broken with the Trump administration on previous high-profile votes. His reason was a little surprising, concern about the environment. Burr is mad about $16 million in cuts that Trump wanted to water conservation projects overseen by the U.S. Forest Service in his state. Number three, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who left the Republican Party in 2007 to become an independent, is now planning to spend $80 million this year to assist Democratic efforts to retake the House. The new alliance between Bloomberg and congressional Democrats is stoking a fresh round of speculation that he might run for president in 2020. Regardless of the billionaire's future plans, Democrats are desperate for the help. Republicans have had a massive fundraising advantage this year when it comes to preparing for the midterms. The Republican National Committee has been running laps around its Democratic counterpart. Speaking of the RNC, its deputy finance chairman, Michael Cohen, resigned last night. The RNC has allowed Cohen to keep his role for months despite the cascading federal investigations into his business dealings. Ironically, though, Cohen cited family separations at the border as a reason for stepping down, not the fact that he may soon be indicted amid reports he could cooperate with investigators against the president. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, June 21st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.